Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys that fall. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Uh, got a good show for you tonight. Um, We'll talk about several different things. Uh, the topic for tonight is being loyal to your team and your organization. And I find it um, hard for for that to happen in all levels of sports, it seems. And no matter how much money they get paid or how much time they're donating, it, it seems that that's not a, I don't know, very thing on high on people's list and it, and it should be so um, we'll get to that in a little bit uh, but before we do last week uh, me and Coach Mike uh, got into big debate about the college playoffs and stuff like that and I want to thank him for being on the show and helping me for the last two or three weeks and why I was off sick and it's not as easy as people think it is to come in here and just pick this right up and, and go on and do it. Like you, I mean, it sounds easy, but it's not. And uh, anybody that knows him can ask him how hard it is. He likes to talk, and uh, almost as good as he likes to blow his whistle. So he'll tell you that it's hard to hard to do. So uh, I want to thank him for doing that for me while I was off sick and helped me out the last couple of weeks, and we'll get him back on here in a day or two, a few weeks, whatever. Uh, but me and him debated the college playoffs and the Heisman. Um, we both agreed on the Heisman and who we thought would win that and who should have won it was Baker Mayfield, in our opinion, and he did. You know, a lot of people don't like that guy, but I do. I like his kind of FU attitude, his will to do whatever it takes to win. It don't matter. I, I like those kind of players. Now, a lot of people don't like them. You know, here in this world we live in today, you can't hurt nobody's feelings. And, oh, you got to do this and you got to do that. Well, guess what? You know, every, everybody um, ain't made like it. So I like it. And, you know, it, it was good to see him win it. Not saying that those <clears throat> other two guys didn't deserve it because that running back, I didn't get to watch him play, but they say it's phenomenal. Um, I did get to watch that Lamar Jackson guy play, and he, he's just unbelievable. And uh, he won it last year. So um glad to see Baker Mayfield win it with, uh, you know, the way he got to where he's at now from a, a walk-on. You know, most people, when you don't uh, get a scholarship or even get any offers or looked at in college and 
he looks at your head coach and he says, well, you can always walk on. You know, the easiest thing to do is, you know what, just throw in the towel. I admit, hey, it's, it's over for me. And, you know, if you don't really want to play or you really don't want to go to school, I guess that's a good route to take. But, you know, if you really want to play and you really, you know, want to go to school, then, you know, there's always walking on. And, you know, it just goes to show right here that, that hard work pays off. And the fact that people telling you that, oh, you can't do it and all that, that just goes to show you that you can do anything you want to if you want to bad enough. So, you know, the story with him, and I, I mean, I'm I'm not a huge Oklahoma fan, don't carry the way, but I like what the guys have did coming up through. I like what he stands for. I like that attitude. Um, you know, a lot of people don't. Uh, we sort of got a player or two on our team that's got that kind of attitude, and I like it. Um, wish most of them had that attitude. So, you know, congratulations to him. Uh, one thing that, um, you know, when we were talking about these college playoffs and stuff, in my opinion, the, the college playoffs, now it's way better than it was when it was the BCS. And, and I think when they did this, that going to the college playoff system, that they were afraid to get too far away from them what, what they wanted stood for for all these years, and I think that that four-team playoff um, was just a, a way to say, hey, here's something that we can do and not really mess it up. If it don't go right, we're not hurting too many things. But I did understand Mike's point. First of all, I wanted him to know I, I did understand his point. But for me, if, if you want to argue that point, and a lot of people do, is you have to have at least five spots in the playoff because you've got five power uh, conferences, you know, big, bigger than everybody else or whatever you want to call it, power five conferences. So you should have – you got to figure out something there because I'm going to take – no matter what, I'm going to take – if that's the way you're going to go, you know, I'm going to take all five of these uh, – champions of their conference, you know, and, and uh, so I, that, for me, you know, it was set up wrong to begin with. Now, I'm just a small frog in a huge, big old lake pond, whatever you want to call it, and I know those people could care less about my opinion, but as a fan of football in general, and I watch it as much as I possibly can, is I'm just sitting back looking at the big picture, and I see a team that's on the outside looking in that may be the best team in the country. They got two losses, kept them out of the playoffs, which is Ohio State. And had I been in the playoffs, that's one of the teams I wouldn't want to play. So, you know, we got to figure out how to get more teams in it, whether it be six or eight or ten or, you know, they talked about playing too many games or whatnot, really. I, I don't agree with that. You know, I, I think that as big as these rosters are, I think that playing those extra game or two wouldn't hurt them one bit. So I just, you know, for me, I just don't get it. Um, I do think they've got the – the right four teams in there because of the uh, 
win-loss situation. So um, I, I believe it's going to be a really good playoff scenario. Uh, I think that all the games will be good and, and close, and that's what they should be. I mean, these teams, all these teams got every all the same thing at their disposal. You know, unlimited coaches, unlimited players. I mean, they can pull a player like Tennessee. They pull the player off of uh, being a red shirt from, uh, you know, to play half the game or whatever. So, you know, they got ways of doing um, lots of things that um, small teams and these small coaches can't do. So there's, there's a lot to be said. Uh, for that, so I think that you know all these big schools, um, they can play more games. It, it, that's to me that that's no no reason not to have it. That that's bull. So um, a good um, playoffs. What teams we have? I think that uh, all the bowl games are going to be uh, really good games. Um, all the Local middle school, Mary Hughes, watching him play the other day. I uh, heard a Virginia Tech fan say that he thought that uh, Tech was going to play Oklahoma State. So, um, you know, that'd probably be a good game. I don't know if uh, Tech can keep up with the score in Oklahoma State does, or maybe the Tech's defense is better than some they face, but that's probably a pretty good matchup. I've I've got to see both of them play a couple times, so that'd be a good matchup. And I I like the fact that these teams from other conferences are playing other conferences. That really I like that. And it to me it don't define well ACC better than this team. You played one team, really. You want to see how good you are, you play all the teams every week. That, to me, that's how you define who's best. I mean, I know they keep up with the record of who who has the best uh, bowl wins, SEC, ACC, play, all that stuff, but you can't really do it that way. I mean, if you want to see how it works, you step in there and play all their teams every game uh, during the course of the year, then we'll see how good they are. So, um, I think it's going to be uh, some good bowl games. I think that uh, there's a lot of good college teams out there this year, more so than uh, probably have been uh, in the past. You know, the um, talent's evenly distributed. You know, it used to be one or two teams that get it all, and they just roll over everybody. And now these guys are wanting to go play. You know, they ain't want to get red-shirted here. They ain't want to sit out of here. They want to go play now, <clears throat> and I don't blame them uh, because you never you never know what can happen. That's, that's touch back on the Baker-Mayfield situation. You never know what can happen. So, um, you know, you can you can be in a good situation and, or you can be in a bad situation. You know, you look at the – quarterbacks that Tennessee had, um, the the Ferguson guy from uh, Memphis, he lit it up, I believe it's Ferguson, he lit it up this year. Uh, Tennessee had him on their, on their roster, and at some point, I don't know what happened, but he left. Well, he, he threw more touchdowns than, than all the teams combined, you know, so all the quarterbacks at Tennessee 
combined. So I don't uh, know what happened there, but somebody missed the boat because I watched Memphis play several times, and that guy's good. I know he did throw an interception in the second overtime that ended the game against Central Florida, but, hey, that don't reflect how good he was. So I think he might have threw five touchdowns in that game. He threw six in the game I watched. So these people, these guys, these young players, they're wanting to play. And that's why you see all these teams with about the same record. They're going places that they ordinarily wouldn't go. And I like it. I mean, I, I like watching good good football games. And I know a lot of people, you know, like to see blowouts. And if I'm coaching, I like to see a blowout too, but if I'm watching a game, I like to see a good game. That's like the uh, Army-Navy game. I know we got a couple Army players on our team, and uh, they they and a coach. They should have been happy. Uh, to me, that was a really, really good football game. Um, I, I loved it. I loved it in the snow and the cold weather. Um, got back to the old, well, they always play traditional old football running run it, run it, run it, throw it every now and again, play defense, and uh, don't make very many mistakes. But the bottom line is, when the game was on the line, uncharacteristic of Navy, they made two big mistakes into that game that I firmly believe cost them that game. Uh, forced them to kick a 10-yard longer field goal than what they would have. And if you watch the field goal, um, if it's even kicked the same way, 10 yards closer, I believe it's good. So, you know, we preach and practice all the time about mental mistakes, mental mistakes. I'll take the physical mistakes. I can't stand the mental mistakes. If you're making physical mistakes, that means you're hustling. <laughs> There's things we can do to work on that. These mental mistakes kill you. And if I'm not mistaken, it was two false start penalties. And, you know, that just cannot happen. And it proved to be the biggest uh, two plays in the game. And I can't say that's what cost them the game. That's what ended the game. But um, they didn't make plays throughout the course of the game that cost them the game. But, you know, when it's looked at, at the end, everybody's going to say, well, that's what cost us the game. No, it wasn't what cost you the game. It did put you in a bad situation, and it cost you probably three points. But you had other opportunities throughout the course of the game. So um, it worked out good. I was for Army myself. Um, I said we got a player or two, maybe two. I'm not sure. One for sure. And a coach that uh, was in the Army. So we got a few that I uh, think been in the Marines. Uh, I don't know if we got any Navy people or not. So, you know, we'll thank all them for the service and, you know, what they do over there. And, uh, you know, they go do the things that all of us talk about that we wouldn't want to have to do. So, you know, if you if you got players or coaches on your team, and I know some of these teams are just loaded with the uh, military personnel. So um, everybody ought to stop and thank them. I know we get caught up a lot and winning or losing the games, but, you know, in the end, if it wasn't for these people, uh, when it comes down to fighting these wars, it'd be it'd be rough. So, um, But that was a really good college football game. 
And if you didn't watch it, you missed a good one. I mean, it went right down to the last, well, when he missed the field goal, it ended the game. And I believe it was 21-20 or something. I don't know. I'm not real sure. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the score, but it was a great game. Also, the FCS, um, North Dakota State, hey, man, they're, they're for real every year. You know, if you don't think they are, look at what they did. Carson Wentz come from there. I watched him play a couple of years there. I liked him when he played there then. Um, you know, everybody wanted to back off. Well, he played the big school. He played the big school. Listen, if he can play, he can play. Jerry Rice played a little, little bitty uh, college. You know, Marshall Falk played at San Diego State or something. If you know anything about basketball, Scotty Pippen played at Little Rock, Arkansas Community College or something like that. So that that stuff don't mean anything to me. If you can play, you can play. A lot of times you may not have got to go on the big scholarship because of maybe an injury. Maybe a grade wasn't as good. Maybe you had to go the junior college route. Whatever the case may be, I, I just – you know, I, I get tired of hearing that stuff. Well, he's from a small school. He ain't been under the competition. And, you know, here he's got all these touchdown runs and all these – or over all these passes or, you know, like the guy, the, the Mac guy that plays at Oakland. He would have been the first player I took in that draft. Played linebacker at Buffalo. Who, I mean, University of Buffalo. Who, who's even heard of the University of Buffalo? It didn't matter. That guy, if you watched him play, man, that guy was unbelievable. He'd have been the first player I took. Last year he was defensive player of the year. Everybody took Clowney. I would have took the Mac guy. Clowney ain't stayed healthy. Uh, this year he's played pretty good because he's been healthy. The Mac guy's probably not missed a game in his career and was defensive player of the year last year. I just, I don't buy in on that stuff. If you can play, you can play. And if you uh, deserve that opportunity, you deserve it, and they shouldn't be um, – shouldn't cut you from or hurt your a spot because you didn't play it or you did play at a bigger little school. Also, James Madison, which is just right up the road from where we live here, uh, they're for real. Uh, I didn't get to see all the games. I watched part of it. Uh, they did win, and uh, I think they might even be in that same bracket as North Dakota State, not real sure what, what they're in, but it could very well be them, too, if, they, if they're on different sides of the plan for the for the FCS National Championship. Uh, they said they played as bad as you could possibly play and still pulled the win out. So, you know, there's, there's lots of teams that people's never even heard of because they don't play in these Power Five conferences or, or you know, have the all-star players drafted first every year nobody's heard about, but they can play. And, you know, that that's what I like. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize, shoot, I think uh, Army's like 9-3 and three this year. Shoot, man, you know how many how many teams would love to be 9-3? and three? Uh, I'll tell you. So there's, there's different ways of winning football games. There's different uh, – uh, conferences out there, different divisions, uh, FBS, FCS. There's, there's all kinds of divisions, and there's all kinds of uh, great football players out there. I mean, our local college here, East Tennessee State University, uh, has produced several good players in the NFL. So 
there's there's all kinds of, of good players out there, and I think they get marked wrong because they don't play in some of these big conferences. But when you walk and play in these senior bowls or, or these other kind of bowls, they fit right in. You'd never know that they were from a small school. So, you know what, I, I don't get all that. Um, but, you know, I, I like what these teams are doing. North Dakota State, James Madison, I know both of those teams uh, are for real. And they, like I said, I'm not even sure if they're in the same uh, same bracket or not. So uh, those will probably be on again this Saturday. If the um, there ain't no other football going on, I'd say those playoffs will continue this Saturday. And that's another good point right there. Look at what they do every year. They play all their games, and then they have a playoff within their in that FCS, you know, and and it works for them. Why why couldn't it work for for the FBS? But you know, like I said, I'm just a small peon uh, in a big world. Also, I think Auburn is playing uh, Central Florida in the bowl game. Um, obviously, Auburn is is really good. I know they got three losses. Uh, but they beat Georgia like a drum. Uh, I think beat Tennessee or Tennessee, Alabama. They uh, would beat Tennessee, but they beat Alabama by uh, 10 or 14 or something like that. So, obviously, they're good. Um, that coach at Central Florida is going to Nebraska. He played there. And the quarterback at Central Florida, he's one of those guys that uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, they compared him to Drew Brees about his size and stuff. Said that nobody wanted him, so uh, you know they they picked him up down there. And uh, he, it looked like to me he had a had a great game. Now I've got to see him play a lot besides the game they played in Memphis the other day. But it looked like to me um, he had a, a great great game. So. Also, we talked about Tennessee hiring a new coach um, last week and the process and how they go through all that. I'm not really sure, but they have finally hired one. Um, Jeremy Pruitt, I believe is his name. Don't know nothing about the guy, uh, except that he's, uh, in my opinion, been coaching under the best uh, head coach in college football, and and that would be Nick Saban. Um, So, Surely he's learned learned something because there is all kinds of uh, coordinators that have coached under Nick Saban that are coaching at big, big schools. So hopefully this guy can do a good job, get Tennessee turned around. Um, I think a big key to his success will be uh, naturally getting the right assistant coaches in there. And, um, but my opinion, the biggest thing is for um, him – to be to have the ability to be able to hire and run that program the way he wants to run it, instead of the way that the people down in Knoxville or alumni or all them wanting to run it. I think that's been a, a big thing that uh, holds that's held Tennessee back in the last few years of you know afraid afraid to take chances to win and. You know, at some, some point in time, you just have to take chances. Now, I mean, we we play women's football. It's a lot different game than, than the men's. I do uh, a lot of things that people wouldn't do, but I promise you, 
if you're going to get beat anyway, get beat by not being conservative. And that just drives me crazy uh, with the way they play down there. So, you know, I just I hope that he does a good job. hope he gets turned around. It's, you know, it's sort of hard to, uh, whether you a big Tennessee fan or not, your local team getting thrashed on, people talking about it on like these college networks and Chris Fowler and all them guys. So they hate Tennessee anyway. And, um, so it, it's pretty tough. So maybe he'll turn it around. Does um, anybody have any questions or, or wants to call in or something on this college playoffs or bowl games? You know, you can send the, uh, the questions to radio.jchawks.com or you can call, uh, call in at 657-383-1020. So um, that's a little bit about college football and what's going on there and um, hoping that uh, we get these playoffs and stuff underway. Man, I hate sitting around on Saturdays and not being able to watch a bunch of football or at least where, at least where we can get out there and play or something. So for us, it ain't going to be, but I think 18 days till our first full pad practice. And man, I'm really looking forward to that. So uh, we got something to look forward to anyway. All right. So we're going to get on to the topic for tonight. And I think so many people really take for granted what it means to be loyal to your team and to your organization that you play for. You know, it's it, or you you know or even if you're coaching for an organization or something, it just you know it, 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 I like when these coaches like Jeremy Pruitt for example, you know he he's already spoken out that he or accepted the Tennessee job, but he already uh, said hey I want to finish what I started right here at Alabama. They hired me. They give me the chances. I'm still a member of that staff until our season is over. To me, that is loyalty. Now, he did accept the job, and unless they run him off, I think that's what he should do. That's being loyal to his team and his organization. It would be just as easy for him. Now, a lot of people bash Lane Kiffin. He left last year before that. It hurt him. I like Lane Kiffin, the way he coaches. Not as a person. I don't know him. But the way he coaches, he's a good coach. A lot of people probably bash me for that. But what the way the situation happened, I mean, you're getting ready to play the biggest two game or two of your season, and you bail out because you're taking another job. No, I don't see it. So, you know, my hat's off to this uh, Jeremy Cruz guy for, for uh, sticking in there and, and uh, doing what he said he'll do. That's loyal. Uh, like I said, there's not – Probably not a lot of uh, coaches out there do it. You know, I, I know around here uh, we go way above and beyond for for all of our players and coaches. I mean, for this whole organization. And uh, yeah, I, I hold them. I hold them all accountable and, and uh, to higher standards than probably what a lot of people do. And you know what? I I just can't accept it when when you don't have that loyalty, you know. So if if it offends you, then you need to rise to the occasion. You know, take note. Um, paid, but is everything about getting paid? I mean, 
you have other hobbies out there, and, and I mean, no matter what they are, if you don't practice or you're not loyal to that, then you never mount the hill of beans, in my opinion. And, you know, I say it every week or, or so that I think that's what's holding women's football back is, is this accountability. Um, you know, if you it ain't just me, uh, or really ain't me at all, other than you know just trying to hold a team together to let them down. It's all the other girls on the team that depend on you. You know, it just seems like every single thing you do is way more important than playing. Or practicing. It ain't the playing part, it's the practicing part that they don't like. And how do you think you ever learn anything if you don't ever practice? You know, I, I just don't get it. I, I've never been um, out of that. I've never come out of a mold like that. Uh, I never missed any practices. Um, it just wasn't tolerated. This wasn't even a thought. I don't care if you get paid or if you are getting paid, not whatever the case may be. If you're going to play, be woman enough, man enough, whatever, step up, take responsibility, be accountable, show up and play. That's that's the way I look at it. You know, me and Jennifer have missed out on a lot of things that we really like to do for this team. And people don't even realize. People don't even care, you know. But we do it because we want to do what's right for this team. I mean, it would be just as easy to be like all the rest of these people. That ain't, that ain't what we're about right here. I care less, you know, what Joe Blow does down here with their team. That's why they don't get – that's why they don't win. Um, you cannot tell me that these teams with all these players out here that are winning – they're doing something right. I promise you. There's more than more than a handful of them show up for practice or workout. They're doing something now. You know their ability to, to make stipulations. Um, hey, you don't practice. You don't show up to practice. You don't start. You don't play. I, hey, I love. I, I'll just tell you right now. I, I absolutely, totally love. But when you don't even when you're worried about having enough just to play every week. You just got to turn your head, match your tongue, hope that these people are going to figure it out somewhere along the way. It's like they know it. And, you know, you'd, you'd think that they would be better people than than to do things like that, you know, or just be, they'd just be more appreciative to, to what's going on. Uh, there ain't not one single player or coach on our team that knows that we wouldn't do anything for them or that we haven't did anything for them at once, one point or time or another. Every one of these players I did went out of my way to help, and, and coaches too, in some way or another, and I'd do it again. Where's that return? You know what I mean? Where, where is, where's that loyalty? Is, is everybody thinking, think it's a one-way street? Um you know, and I'm sure it's it's not just this team. I know it's all kinds of teams. I just other teams I care less about. This is this is our team. Um, you know, it's just um we we do miss out on a lot of things that because we wanna do what's right. And you know, basically I just call it plain selfishness. And uh, you know, if I wanted to be uh, selfish, I could just say, Hey, every week instead of hurrying up and, and working and trying my best to make my neck get home. I just tell my assistant coaches, hey, 
you're telling y'all I'm going to show up at game time and um, call a few plays and make sure we're ready to go. But you know what? That, that, ain't, that ain't what it's about, you know. And they would do it. It ain't the fact that they would do it. That ain't a problem. I, ain't, I don't care less about that, but I wouldn't do that to them. That ain't the way we do things around here. Um, and, you know, I, I just wish that we could get that in return. And it's not, like I say, it's all over the place. I see it uh, in the NFL. These guys are getting paid millions of dollars, millions of dollars, to play a sport that they love. Um, you know, they talk about, well, i got to support my family. Let me tell you something. They make more in one game than, than all of us listening here make in two or three years combined. You know, so don't don't hand me that bull crap. And then next year you're going to hold out because you want a better contract after you've done agreed to the contract you're playing now. Now, that team was loyal enough. That organization was loyal enough to give you what you wanted, sign you to what you asked for. But now it ain't enough. You want them to dig deeper. Really? It's a good thing they don't play for me. Win or lose, I'd cut their ass. It don't matter to me. I would put up that crap for one minute. So, you know, I just, um, it just really chats me that, um, you know, people just don't take no more pride in, in, uh, in stuff than, than what they do. I guess that's the main thing. And, um, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel the same way. Uh, when I played, um, I was, whether I liked the coaches or I didn't like the coaches, I was loyal to that team and uh, for the organization I played for. And we wasn't, we didn't win a game when I was a senior in high school. Won one game, didn't win a game when I was a sophomore. Won one game when I was a junior. I, I played every week. I was there practice every day. You know, early, stayed late. It, it don't matter. You know, people say, "Well, we're gonna win." There's ain't no. You, you ain't going to win if you don't try, that's for sure. You know, we had uh, – there was probably uh, kids walking the hall better than what I was. Well, that might not have been better, but I outworked them, but had more talent than, than what I did, you know. And uh, that just drives me crazy. Well, it don't matter. We ain't going to win. Well, you know what? You ain't going to play. You sure don't win. So, that attitude sucks. I, I don't get it. Um, you know, I, I can't um, – I can't deal with, with that kind of stuff. I couldn't back then, you know, and, and these coaches uh, telling these players another thing catch me is you get these coaches that tell these players that are multi-sporters, oh, man, you get hurt playing football, you ain't going to be able to play basketball or you ain't going to have a chance to get a scholarship. Knowing good and well, they can't write name or whatever and ain't going to get a scholarship to begin with. They don't want them to get hurt. Well, you know what? That, that's bullcrap. That happened a bunch when I was in school. I mean, there was three or four of the best players on our skill players on our team that didn't play because of the other coaches telling them that bullcrap. That, that's the kind of stuff that drives me crazy. So, that goes right back to as, as these coaches being loyal to their organization. You know, that's uh, that's just crazy, man. I, I don't I don't get it. At some point in time, you know, the athletic director, principal, 
whoever at that point's got to, uh, they got to do something about that. I mean, it's the sport in hand. If there's a kid that wants to play a sport, he or she should be able to play a sport. It shouldn't matter, you know. The sport, whatever sport comes first, what take priority. Well, you know, I've sat and seen it. Where, where's the loyalty? You know what I mean? There's no loyalty from the coaches. So it just goes right down the line from uh, the coaches to the players. So you see it every day. You see it in, the, in the, um, college. You know, it's like the uh, kid at UT this year, uh, Normandy or whatever, uh, he quit going to, I think, to the games because he didn't know if he wanted to play for Tennessee. Really? They give him a scholarship, man. Hey, there, where, where's the loyalty there? I mean, if you you want to come and ride the bench for two or three years, wait your turn, and, then, and uh, then all of a sudden you get hurt or something, and your backup comes in, and he's out playing you, and all of a sudden you, I don't want to play here no more. Really? Where's, where's the loyalty? Maybe when the year's over, you say, hey, coach, I, you know I, what? I just... I think I'm better than this guy, or I think he's better than me, and I think I, if I'm going to play, I need to move on. They're in the middle of the year? Really? Oh, man, that's that's crazy. I, I don't – I can't understand it, you know. And, and those – I know I harp a lot about our teams, those kind of things. Um, Jim tells me all the time, man, I always keep quit harping on that stuff. But that stuff as a coach really, really bothers me. Now, when I, when I played – or before I started coaching, it didn't really bother me as much. But I look at things so much different now. And, and now that we have this team, and I see um, when it's cold, I see me out there, and I see the other coaches out there, and I see some of the players out there, and very few. I don't see see the rest of them out there. Uh, you know, I hear ever. Everything under the sun, the why they can't be there. Some of them didn't even say why they couldn't be there. You know, some breaking their finger. Uh, you know, not to just set it back, take it up, and, and go on like it wasn't up. Hey, I've seen players miss games because of broke finger before. Uh, see, we got girl breaks the finger or dislocates finger practice, and the quarterback sets it, takes it up, and we go on about our business. That, that's loyalty right there. Uh, that's wanting to play right there. Nobody told her she had to get back in there. We checked on her. We figured it dislocated. The, the quarterback knew how to set it. She set it for her, taped it up, said, hey, you, you know, you don't have Oh, I won't play. I, I mean, I, I'm good. You know, that, what, what's happened to that stuff? Where, where is that? Where is this hard-nosed players anymore? I mean, yeah, it, it affected her uh, catching the ball. But it did keep her from uh, running some routes and, and learning some plays and, and paying attention and doing that kind of stuff. I've seen girls that would take off to the ER or something over that, you know. And this, this is the kind of stuff that I like right there. Uh, like I said, not necessarily that uh, we didn't make her get back in there or anything. She wanted to get back in there. That's what I'm talking about. You know, where, where is that? The will to want to win, to get better, to do whatever it takes for the team. Unselfishness. Instead of being selfish, be unselfish. You know, I say all the time, why don't you make excuses why you can be at practice instead of why you can't be at practice? 
you know, we had a we did have a player show up. Uh, she had bronchitis. Now she didn't practice, but she was there, and it was pretty cold, you know. So, hey, she she at least she was out there. Um, I wouldn't let her practice with bronchitis, but at least she was out there. She was learning some new plays that, that what we're going to be doing. You know, that's that's where we're um, missing out on on all this stuff. You know, everybody wants to think about me, 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 me. You know, and your selfishness hurts everybody else that's unselfish. And you know, it just it drives me bananas, and and it's going to and, uh, until we get it fixed. If we ever do uh, get it fixed, and I don't know that we will, but you know. It's just you know I, I can say this our our players and and I think our coaches do but they may not but our players and coaches don't really realize how good things are or how good they have it around here um, you know the 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 fee we charge just barely um, covers the uniforms and stuff you know other teams charging a fortune. Um, we don't do hardly any fundraisers. You know, we we spend a lot of money out of our pocket. But I'd rather I'd rather do some of that. Uh, some of these girls do go out and raise money, and I appreciate that. Um, some of them uh, get sponsors and things like that, and uh, some of them work a lot harder than others at it. And I and I do appreciate it because I'm not very good at that kind of stuff either. Um, but you know, I'd rather be practicing. If you give me the opportunity to have a fundraiser and make some money or practice and me pay the money out of my pocket, I'm going to take the practice and pay the money out of my pocket every day of the week uh, because that's how important practice is to me. Um, so if you're out there and you play for us and you think, oh, man, they're making a killing. Well, let me tell you something. If you're a nonprofit organization, a 501c3, which we are, that means you cannot show a profit. And I'll promise you, every single year, we've lost money if it hadn't been for me or Jennifer taking money out of our own personal accounts to put in there. So if if you think that, uh, you know, we're making money, get your own football team and, uh, charge a small fee and uh, see how good it comes out for you. You know, I guarantee you, you won't last too long. You'll be saying, wow. You know, I've seen the team right down the road here. They charge about 850 bucks For what? I don't know. Their coaches want to get paid, so they want to have them a little seven-on-seven, one-hand touch deal to make money. Really? Whatever, you know. You, you. If I pay, if I charge my girls eight hundred fifty bucks, well, I'm gonna have my charge. We're gonna be riding on a big bus um, every week to, to play these away games. Uh, I've seen where they play. It's it's a decent outside stadium. Ain't nothing wrong with it, but it ain't a state of the art stadium like you would think to be uh, getting that much money to play. So, you know, when you when you think that what goes on here. Uh, it's a little higher. You don't like it. You just look around. I promise you, you got it a lot better than what you think you do. So, you know, there's there's no uh, uh, money 
in it. So we do it because we love the sport, and we do it because we want to have a good team and win. And that's why that's what drives me about this. You know, is is I look around and I see everybody that's that's there on these cold days and and uh, snowy days and and that kind of stuff, and I. Tell the coach, you know what? You know how good we could be, but then you got to look, and you know we might just barely build a team. I mean, we can be really, really good, or we can just barely build a team because you know the participation. Oh well, I hear this one's gonna play. You know, I've got a list, and a lot of these people ain't on my list. But players are telling me, oh, they're gonna play. Well, I haven't seen them, you know, and if I haven't seen them, that means they ain't. There ain't been too many workouts because I ain't missed the practice. I, I ain't missed the practice, and I couldn't tell you how long. So, you know, if if I ain't seen you, it, it ain't looking good for you, and it ain't looking good for our team. And, you know, that's, that's the downfall. The, the worst thing that I've found about being a part of women's football is the accountability, the loyalty to your team, to each other, to your organization, to your coaches. I mean, to yourself. You know what I mean? You you should have more pride in yourself. If you've ever played sports, you should know what it takes to win. And if you don't, then you need to you need to stop and think about if I really want to play. You know. So I just don't know why you wouldn't want to show up all the time and be one of the best players on that team. That just you know, to me, um, just drives me crazy. You look, you know, the old saying is this. Uh, you hear this forever about basketball players. That guy's great because every time that den's open, he's in there. You know, I've heard that saying for years. Uh, the best shooter on the team, he's in there shooting. And, uh, you know, it ain't no accident why he's better than everybody else. Uh, we drive by. Uh, all these places, see these kids out there on dirt courts and grass courts, and I guarantee you most of them, if you keep up with them, at some point in time, they're going to be great players on their team because they were out there when it's cold, wet, snowy, shooting balls, still playing Xbox or something in the house. Um, so, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff that when you get opportunity to, to get coached, to learn more, to be better, um, why, why you would, you know? So we, uh, we're, we're, I don't know. We can be really good. We we like that, and you know that's been a big topic for me a long time. Uh, it, it's hard for me to swallow. I mean, I'll just tell you right now, it it gets under my skin. Um, now I, I will say this: from the first time. Uh, we had a team, first season we had a team, and so now, once we get into pads and practice, we have gained every year, we have gained more people at practice than the year before. I mean, so as far as that goes, I feel like that uh, we're gaining some ground, you know, but up to then, these off-season workouts, I mean, this is – this is where you learn. I mean, especially all these new girls or players that's going to be playing new positions or, or rookies or whatever you want to call it. I mean, you could be there learning the plays now, learning what you need to do now. So when uh, December 30th comes, you're not lost because 
in a month after December 30th, we're going to have a scrimmage. And, you know, we ain't going to get to see a whole lot between then. Uh, who knows what the weather is supposed to do around here for those months. I mean, we may be practicing in a gym somewhere where we can't uh, move much or, uh, you know, maybe practicing out in snow. So, you know, we've missed a lot of opportunities, uh, these workouts that, you know, you can be gaining reps. Um, so uh, that's, that's a big thing, and I think that, People don't realize that, so, you know, it uh, it would really help. And you know what? I mean, it's going to be, for me, it's always going to be a hot topic because I'm not going to be happy until we get 100% participation at every practice. Uh, that's when you're going to see me smile, say there's a bunch of loyalty uh, amongst us, our players right here. Um I don't I don't see that happening, but you know what? It, it very well it very well could. So um it uh I'm not I'm not gonna give up on the on it. Uh, I never uh wouldn't do that at all. I know these girls get tired, I figure at some point in time they're gonna get tired of hearing me harp and they're either gonna show up or they're not ever gonna show up. One of the two. And you know, at least you're gonna know where you're at. So um, I'm I'm not going to be satisfied. I'm not going to settle. And I know a lot of them have things going on. And, you know, I always say, you come and talk to me, we can work something out. But if you can't be there on a Thursday, I expect you there on all the Sundays. If you can't be there on Sunday, I expect you there on all the Thursdays. I mean, it's just that way. It's just the way it is. And uh, when you tell me you can do it, that's what I expect. And then when things don't go, uh, like you said, I'm going to be on your ass. You can better believe it. That's just the way it's going to be. Uh, you know, I always look at it like this. Every single person can figure out a way to play if they really want to play. It just depends on how bad you want to play. Uh, so uh, it's, it's it's a tough, you know, situation to be in. Um, I, like I said, I know there's all kinds of it all over the country. But I care less about what goes on all around there. I'm only concerned what happens in with the Tri Cities Thunder. The rest of these teams, uh, I hope they get their teams filled so everybody can play their games, no matter where they play or whatever. Um, but you know, I'm I'm always uh, I'm not I'm just not going to settle uh, for it, and uh, you know, don't not going to like it. You know, I, I have been told, you know, but people, in my opinion, don't know shit about women's football, that, oh, you'll never get them to play or you'll never get them to have the same uh, opinion or ideas or want to practice like you will. Well, you know what? Not with an attitude like that. I never will. You're exactly right. If I, if I ever accept it, where would we be? You know, we're going to look like the bad news bears. We're going to look like these other teams around here can't line up after five years, four years, whatever it is. That that ain't going to happen here. I'm never going to be satisfied with people not making practice. And, you know, my, I'm not going to give up on my goal to, to get everybody there. So, uh, and people tell me that when they don't even have a clue what they're saying, they what's the – little bit of football along the way. I think they know everything about it. So, you know what? It, uh, it ain't 
it don't matter. You know, I've been, it's like I told Riley and Dylan when we had them on the show from Mary Hughes. Hey, when somebody tells you you can't do something, just bear down that much harder and prove them wrong. Well, that, that's what keeps me fired up, keeps me dri- keeps me driving forward. All these people, oh, you can't do it. You know, I never forget those words. Never, ever, ever in my life forget. You'll never have a team. You'll never get women to to want to play the way you want them to play or practice the way you want them to practice. Guess what? I may not get too many, but I, I got enough last year to to win a championship. So, hey, um, we're going to continue to drive forward. Uh, those girls know. Hey, like I said, they know. Um, uh, they call me hard-ass or whatever, and when it comes to practice and all that, I am. But they know. Uh, if they do things right, I help them out in any kind of way. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm just not going to be happy people missing practice. I'm just not going to be happy that you're not loyalty, loyal to your team, to your coaches, to your players, to anything like that. You know, to your organization. I mean, you have to be to yourself. You know, how can you miss practice and miss practice and miss practice and, and think it's all right? I, I mean, it just it just mind puzzles me. So um, I just uh, you know don't don't see it, but um, we're uh, hopefully we're heading in the right direction. So you know they uh, maybe one day they'll get it, and um, I just I just keep hope because I'm not gonna. Um, not going to give up. So, you know, if you're a player coach out there listening tonight, you know, think about the things that, that I've talked about and, and have said, and if it helps, uh, you know, look look at your own self, you know, and, and think, hey, am I even as loyal as I need to be, you know? Um, there's there's lots of things you can do to help your team or your organization, and uh you know, maybe it's just something little or changing this or that or, you know, help to get on the right path to being the, the best coach or teammate or, or uh, whatever you need to be. So, um, you know, get get things started. I mean, I always say this, be honest with yourself. You know, when we have tryouts. First thing every single person wants to do, no matter how big they are, how little they are, whatever, want to play quarterback. You know, you have to say, come, you know, be honest with yourself. I mean, I'll give you a shot, but I mean, don't be, don't be unhappy when when you throw it backwards. I say, hey, you're lying, or whatever the case may be. So I look at it the same way as a, as a coach, a player, uh, owner, whatever. You know. Um, just make sure you're on the same path as, as they are, and uh, you know, get uh, get things headed in the right direction. So um, I know all these things, and and because I've made a lot of mistakes, you know, I, I'll guarantee um, <laughs> they these girls think I'm hard now. Buddy, the first year we oh, it's it like the just oh, it just drove me. Berserk. I mean, I, I just literally thought I was going to have a stroke every day. So, you know, I, I've calmed down a lot. And, uh, you know, I just I just want people to realize that no matter if you're a player, if you're a coach, whatever, 
case may be, um, I want you to think about it, be grateful, be loyal um, to your players, to your fellow coaches, your teammates, owners, whatever. And I think that we're all going to be better for it. And, you know, when it comes down to it, I want to be the best owner and best coach of the best women's tackle football team in the country. Now, I know we have a long way to go, but that's what I want. I'm not going to give up on that or quit trying until I'm satisfied or I die one of reaching that goal. And there's no way that I can do that by myself. There's no way that I can do that with three loyal assistant coaches. There's no way I can do that with 15 players. It takes a lot, lot, lot of people. And it takes a lot of uh, people uh, that are on the same page, that when when whoever's in charge says something, that's the gospel. We're going to go with it. We're going to get on the coattail, and we're going to ride it, and we're going to do it. And I, I think if if we all do that, each person, hold yourself accountable, accountable. Be loyal to each other, to your teammates, to your coaches, whoever, the people that help you out. I think in in several years we could be on our way to obtaining these goals. Um, when we started the team, my goal was always to have 25 players. We've gained on that a little each year. Uh, also said. I thought we could win a championship within five years. We've been close several times, and we won one this year. So we're we're on the path. We just ain't got enough people on that path to to keep keep going to to obtain the ultimate goal. So you know, if you like, I say, if you're listening out there, um, whether you're a coach, player, owner, just a fan, whatever, you know. Think about what I can do to be better for my organization in whatever way. If you're just a helper, if your money, if you take that money at the gate or you run the change or water girl, water but whatever, you know, so many times people just overlook the seriousness of stuff. And um, just think of how good, um, you know, you can be. So uh, how much valuable, more valuable you can be to that organization. So I want y'all to think about that. Um, Two, if there's any uh, players or any teams out there wanting to play or players wanting to play, um, you can visit CrossCitysThunder.com. We're always um, taking new players, hunting players. And actually, like I say, a lot of them come and don't show up. Or if you're looking to get a team in a good league, you can uh, find us at uswfl.net. Um, you know, you can always, uh, if you can't get a hold of us there, you can uh, you can reach the, reach us through uh, JC's website there. I think it's Um, You know, I also want to thank her for. Uh, giving us this opportunity and things, and uh, you know we get to talk about a lot of stuff on here and get on here and ramble about things. And but I really believe that it's uh, a good 
a good topic, you know, and and because it hopefully if it just opens up a few people's eyes and then it it's like a domino effect and can help out, then it's sure been uh, you know, worth just talking. So uh that's the ultimate goal for me, ultimate goal for our team. I hope each player uh has an ultimate goal. Uh, so uh, we're going to move on a little bit here. I, got, I do have some questions, and I haven't forgot them. I'm going to get to them. Uh, but I do want to talk about our local uh, basketball team. I've been going and watching and covering the, the ones that we had uh, Riley and Dylan on here from, and uh, that's the huge lines out here at the middle school in Piney Flats, Tennessee. Um, me and Jennifer. Went out there after practice on Thursday, and uh, they had the had the homecoming. Of course, we didn't get there in time to watch it. But both teams, if you don't know anything about them, both teams are undefeated, and they're just annihilating everybody. I mean, they they each have uh, well, the girls have three exceptional players, and uh, and then their other players are starting to to make a lot of improvement. I've seen a lot of improvement out out of some of their other players, so uh, they're really coming on. But uh, I think Haley Grubb uh, won the homecoming queen. She just lives almost within a rock throwing distance of us. And um, I went to school with her mom and daddy. Her daddy was actually the quarterback on our football team when I was a junior. He was a really, really good high school football player. Uh, if you know anything about our local area, he was WCYB TV player of the week a time or two. So uh, um, she went homecoming queen, and then I think she scored 28 points. So she had a pretty good night. But what was amazing is, is we went to that game, and I, I don't know, I guess, Mary Hughes girls was a little nervous or whatever. Here this team comes out and in no time flat jumps out to forward enough and lead. I'm I'm thinking I mean we we turned it over on how many times, I didn't count them. Um but they jumped out to a big lead. Before you know it, half time's on and they still only scored six points, I think. I don't know if they scored two more before half or after half. But whatever the case may be, they ended up getting beat 78-6. The Mary Hughes won 78-6. They outscored that other team 78-2 in four quarters. I mean to tell you, it was it – was, I mean, you just had to be in there. And, uh, you know, I, I like it because it's, it's youngsters out there playing and uh, – you know, no matter how much the parents think they know or they don't know and they're over running off the mouth, these kids are out there just just playing away, just, just having fun, you know. And um, So uh, they just, I mean, man, they just annihilated everybody. I mean, their head coach, Hank Air, I went to school with him, uh, played ball against him. Uh, he's coached high school. He he knows what it takes. His daughter plays. She's really good. I think she's in the seventh grade. Of course, we had Riley on here. Um, she's really good. Jennifer got to uh, really watch her, pay attention. I mean, she's played before. She was talking about just how fluidly she just moves. It's just like everything she does 
It's just so easy. Some players just struggle so much, so hard to do the little things, and it's just like everything she does just effortless. You know, she just so easy. So uh, we're rooting for them to to go on and win the state titles. Um, I don't know what their records are. I know they're undefeated, and uh, I think they made it close to that last year, maybe lost in the game before or the championship game. I'm not real sure. Uh, but uh, they got a good team, and, and uh, we're rooting for them. The boys, they uh, they started out their game uh, close in the first quarter. I think uh, a couple of their main players got a little foul trouble. And I think Jennifer told me to look up there one time, and they got the other team to pull within four or six points. And then the, it ended up, they ended up winning by like 60. So, um, you know, it's hard to believe that that you know, these teams can be that bad. Uh, and, I mean, don't don't get me wrong, these teams are that good too. But when you go watch these teams play, man, it's unbelievable. These teams that are just that terrible, you know. And um, one thing that's hurting with the girls too, the Mary's girls and boys, is their players, they even got challenged. I mean, Mary Hughes girls got challenged by hosting a little bit over the tournament and come on, Riley sort of took over that game and they come on and blew them out and over in the same tournament, Blanco sort of got after Mary Hughes and then in the second half they turned it on and blew them out. And, I mean, these these players that start, they're not hardly getting any playing time at all. And, uh, you know, they actually did get to play uh, – Probably, I don't know, more than they had been. And, you know, the the worst thing for that is is all these parents of these kids on the other teams, you know, getting mad. Oh, well, they're just running up the score and this, that, and other. They don't even have a clue, man. They don't <laughs> They don't have a clue. And, and that, that just drives me crazy. I say it every week. I go to one of those games when they – when they check in, they ought to give those parents and tape or a mug or something so they can be quiet because they drive me crazy hollering that. They don't have a clue of the other team's uh, starters, you know, need to get in the rhythm late in these games and uh, learn how to play if they're in a little foul trouble or get in better shape or just play the whole game, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh I look at it like, hey, if you if you don't like the fact that your daughter or your son is getting blew out of these games, they need to work hard. You know, you need to listen to this show and find out what being loyal to a team is. When that team go from be having in our sheet or uh, be voicing their opinion to get a better coach or something, uh, it ain't just sit over there. Well, they're running up the score. Well, you know what? It ain't Mary Hughes' job boys or girls or any team for that matter, to stop themselves. That's why they call it a game. Each team starts out zero to zero. You got an opportunity to take care of business. You don't. They do. Who cares? It ain't It ain't got nothing to do. Somebody running up the score or other. So, you know, that just drives me crazy. Um, I get tired of hearing it. I love to go watch them play. I just get tired of hearing these people you know, just holler these stupid questions and, and that kind of stuff. No, I'm glad my parents never did that because that would be embarrassing thinking they're sitting up there hollering, you know, the dumbest stuff or 
you know, a parent saying, I just don't understand why they take my kid out and she's got 20 turnovers, you know, they can't see stuff like that. So or he he can't even hit the rim. And, well, they, they don't play my player, my son. You know what, that, that's the kind of stuff that, that runs sports. You know, those kids are out there having fun. I'm not saying those kids getting beat by 80s having fun, but, hey, if you don't like losing, you need to work harder. I just challenge to know. I would challenge each one of them, parents of them, boys, whatever, to know that Mary Hughes boys are outworking them. I guarantee it. It takes zero talent to hustle. Zero. So I guarantee that Mary Hughes boys and girls are outworking all these things. I know over the Thanksgiving holidays, both of them, boys and girls, have practice. How many of these other middle school teams do you think have practice? You know, everybody says, well, it's the holiday. They should have fun. Well, you know what? Thanksgiving was a holiday. They was off, I'd say, Thanksgiving. They probably practiced the day before and the day or two after. That, that, that's the difference in the mentality, I think, and the mentality those coaches think. Because I know all those coaches – Really well. One of them, my brother, one of them I went to school with, and one of them was my high school coach. So I know them all too well. So I know how they think. Um, you know, they want to win. That's what it takes to win. They're loyal to their program. Those kids are loyal to them. They're blowing everybody up. They're winning. Um, so anyway, that's that's my little rant on the these parents and stuff, and we're rooting for, or at least I am, me and Jennifer and a few people around here. I know some of our players coach or have uh, other teams locally or sisters or brothers playing. They're probably not rooting for Mary Hughes, but we are. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping they win it all. And uh, if any of you people out there around the Mary Hughes area team, uh, anytime you want to call in, Talk about y'all's team or basketball. Um, you can you can reach our show. I'll give the number out and the way you can reach us anytime. Uh, you see me any of those games, you can uh, ask me personally. So um, you know it's it's uh, it's been fun going and watching those young kids play. Um, since I've been off work, sick, I've had an opportunity to do it. Whereas before. I was gone most of the time during the week, and I didn't get to watch them play. So my nephew plays on the on the boys' team. So uh, I can say it's been good to be able to go watch them play. So if you got any questions or want to talk on the show and you're from Mary Hughes' team or whatnot, you can give us a holler. So all right, we're going to get to the questions here. Let's see what we got. we got – Question from Sandy, and all these are great questions too. I I wrote them down and and looked over them, and um, I want to really, really before I even read them all, thank uh, all you people that send in these questions because you put in a lot of thought to them, and uh, I, I really appreciate it because I know uh, how it is to uh, have to get topics to talk about and. Uh, you think about these things. So, uh, Sandy, John, and uh, from the Pats fan, send in these questions. And I know that Pats fan's licking their wounds today, and they probably ain't feeling so good. But uh, 
I want to thank all y'all for uh, sending in these questions. All right, first one says, players don't get paid to play, but how do you feel about a player in one league playing in a tournament for another league? Well, I, I, I really got a feel. I don't know both two sides to this. You know, first of all, is one league not playing yet? You know, that's the kind of thing um, you see it a lot in uh, basketball or high school, middle school, stuff like that, players going and playing. Um, so that would be my first question. Are they playing? Is one league playing and the not playing yet? Secondly, if the one team has plenty of players, I'm totally against it, 100%. If the one team doesn't have many players and that player's coming over to help them maybe have a sub or keep them fortunate in the game, then, I, then I'm for it uh, because I'm I'm for whatever can help women's football. If that means a team can, can borrow a player from somebody else to keep them fortunate in the game, um, then then I, I, I'm not opposed of it. Uh, but I see so many times that players – uh, teams want to get a player from another team because they're great and they already have plenty to play. Then I'm totally against it. So I know that's sort of a double-edged sword, and I'm answering your question probably not exactly uh, maybe how you'd like it answered, but to me, I, I just see two sides of it there. And, and uh, I have seen it where a team, you know, has needed some players to you know, to maybe have a – and in that situation, I don't see nothing really wrong with it. Uh, but in a, situa- in a situation where you've already got plenty, uh, just wanting to get a bunch of all-star players from another team just so you can win, and I, I'm totally against it. I just – I don't see anything good coming out of that, and I don't see anything good coming from Portland and Gaines either. And – if that means forfeiting uh, any game for I mean, it don't matter. The home team really gets screwed, but if your team doesn't travel to play, then then you hurt your chances by getting more players because you forfeited games and you set a, a bad tone for the players and the owners of these leagues and other owners of the teams and you get a bad rap, you get known as well, they they won't come and play. You don't come to your league. They're going to force the game. So in that situation, I would have to say I would be for it. If you called me and said, hey, we're not going to be able to come play today. I've only got 10 uh, unless I can get this player place for another team to come where we'd have to force it. I'd have to say come on because you know, I hate forfeiting games. I hate, you know, uh, games get forfeited and, and things happen. I mean, look, we're we're a small team ourselves. I don't consider us out of the woods at all uh, of having plenty of players. Uh, when I look down our roster with, in all seriousness, we could, we could have 14 or 15 just as real easy as we could have 24, 25. So, it's it's a scary thought, and I know you don't want to be in that uh, situation. So that's, uh, like I said, sort of a double-edged sword there, and I hope I answered it uh, as good as you'd like. But anyway, all right, Sandy had another one that says, 
do teams have their players sign a contract stipulating what they can and cannot do? And how do you feel about that? Well, we we don't, but I sure would like to. And, you know, it goes back to what I talked about earlier is, is accountability. And I just got through saying not even five seconds ago, we're not out of the woods, period, with teams. I mean, we're looking at we could possibly have 14 or 15 players. And if you're one of those 14 or 15, whatever, you're certainly a major player for us. So anything you do to jeopardize play because you're out here doing things that don't pertain to, to football or to hurt your team, that's exactly what you're doing. Um, I, you know, it's sort of hard when when you don't you're not paying these people to tell them they can't do it. You just hope they would make the right decision and not do it. Um, I'm actually going to try to uh, make a, a contract for hopefully get some kind of contract designed different for each player. Um, this year, and you know, maybe one of them say, "Hey, um, if you, you know, if you make all the practice, you know, some of them have a hard time getting there. Some of them have a hard time showing up on time. Um, some of them, you know, have a hard time making it all the way through a practice or or whatever. You know, I, I'm hoping to get each player a different contract to just say, "Hey, if you do these, just like it." You know, a lot of these structure contracts in the NFL, um, that if, you know, you've got a possibility of doing this, if you if you lead the league in passing, you get a big bonus, you know. So, you know, if we, what each person's weakness is, if you can um, do better than that, if you can do this, you can show up to practice on time, every time, then I'm going to do something for you. If you can't, it's going to cost you something. You know, I'm going to hopefully, I don't know yet. I've, I've thought about it every year and really haven't come up with anything. Um, I do I do like the fact that uh, teams make players sign a contract saying they won't play for anybody else once they say they're going to play for them. Uh, a lot of people don't do that. Um, I, I like that fact. Uh, so, you know, that's where I stand on that kind of thing. Um, because again, you're you're hurting the teams. You're hurting your teams when you do these kind of things, and and that's where I think that we're all missing the boat. That it's about a team, not about an individual. And if you, you know, when you say I'm going to play, and people are counting on you and putting faith in you, and you don't ever show up, then you're putting them in a bad box. So, naturally, you would think they would um, do the things that wouldn't jeopardize them getting hurt. Um, like I said, we've had several didn't. So, um, that, that's how I feel about it. I hope that um, someday that, you know, things can change. And um, with the way that people look at women's football and, get some money and real interest in um, getting it going. And, uh, you know, you can, you know, reward these. So even if you can't give them um, 
contract for playing. Maybe you can somehow, you know, if we can get this thing headed right, somehow get um, get it in the right direction or if they obtain these goals, they can get some kind of money bonus, uh, you know, something like that, where you're not having to divvy up every a big contract for every one of them because that takes a lot of money. And without TV sponsors or, or great big, Sponsored or money, people back me. It, it's tough to do. So um, maybe one day. All right, we got from John. I know the league finds teams. Not sure if the league finds players, but would a team or your team find a player? Well, I, I, John, I, I think that if if a player, well, I'll tell you this. I, I've seen I've seen. Um, this happened, matter of fact, in two championship games to to where, in my opinion, uh, the players should be banned from the league uh, with their behavior. And most definitely, they should be heavenly, heavenly find a lot of find a lot of money uh, if they want to come back play or something because the things they did was just totally untalked for. Uh, I know. Uh, people, as a matter of fact, I've seen it in three games. Uh, I know people want to win at all costs, and, and a lot of these people go out there and put everything on the line and uh, work hard. And sometimes, even though you work harder than everybody else, it just don't happen. Your team may not be better than theirs. And I get it, it gets hectic. But to uh, throw you know, to go out there and, and make everything about you at the end of the game, you know, wanting to fight, threaten people, um, you know, different things. Hey, you want to get down there and scrum around in a game, somebody's holding you, blah, 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 that's one thing. The end of these games, showing out, showing your hind end, uh, doing these things. And like I said, I've seen three, matter of fact, three championships, every game in a, three, a championship game. Uh, so I totally believe, John, that the league should either uh, kick these players out or really find them if they want back in there. Um, you know, they sure should be on a short, short lease. Um, if anything happens, they're gone. Um, you know, I would hope, as far as my team and, and players go, I hope that we got that headed off long before it ever gets to that point. I hope that, you know, I can go out there and, and uh, break that up, or I hope my players uh, have enough gumption about them to, to break that up as well. Now, I know fights get hectic and temper flaring. If you're on the wrong side of that scoreboard of winning or losing, it can really make a difference. But I hope at that point in time, that that we have it under control before it ever starts. And by that, I mean from right now, you know, uh, we don't allow – well, we ain't had no fights. You know, I used to tell Denver, it's amazing. When I was in high school, we fought about every day on the football field. We've not had any fights, you know. Tempers flare. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I am condone it, and I'm not going to let them kill each other, but I wouldn't be opposed to them getting after one another for a little bit, but – you know, we're we're teaching them, hey, you can't go in these games and fight and get kicked out, you know. So um, I don't think you can find a player because I doubt they'd pay if they just quit. 
um, because they're not getting anything out of it to begin with. But um, I'd hope that we handle the situation long before it ever gets there. So um, that's that's my view on that. And uh, like I say, all these are great questions. Uh, all right, finally, from the Pats man. How do you handle insubordination? Well, it just goes right back to, you know, what I really just said that, uh, you know, we just sort of don't we don't tolerate. I mean, if you if you don't want to listen to what I have to say, best thing to do is hit the road now. You know, if you don't want to play by the rules that the the rest of the team plays by, then it's not up for discussion. You know, I'm not going to listen to a bunch of talking back. Uh, I'll send you to the damn house right off the bat. It don't matter to me. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to uh, listen to any player uh, disrespect, talk back to the coaches. I've told them and told them, if you have a problem with the coach, you come to me. I tell my coaches, if you got a problem with the player, you come to me. We'll handle it that way. We don't handle it. You're not going to coach tell you something. I hear you mumbling under your breath. I'm going to have a talk with you, and if you don't like that, you can leave. You know, it's just that simple. Uh, we're not going to put up with it. Uh, I played for coaches that I'll just tell you I couldn't stand that because I didn't like. They just didn't care, man. But I but I kept my mouth up because they were the coaches. They were the uh, uh, people that, that made the decisions, you know, so – that's you got to respect that, and I and I think that it goes, you know, to what you don't allow, you don't have to start allow, and that's that's the way we like to handle things around here. We're not trying to touch off anybody or show our authority. We're just wanting each person to know they have a chance. They all know they need to talk to me. They can holler at me and we'll talk or, or whatever the case may be. But I'm not going to listen to it on the practice field in front of everybody. Um, none of the coaches are. They know they can talk to me at any time. I mean, we, we've met before and talked about situations before. So, you know what, I, I think most of the time people don't head this stuff off before it gets there. And then it becomes a big old ordeal, and it blows up, and then several people end up mad and quit, and first one thing and another. So, you know, we want to head it off. Uh, we know each player doesn't like each player. You're going to find that in every situation of sports that there is. I don't care if you get paid or not, in high school, middle school, man, you're just going to have people that don't like people. You just got to learn how to handle it. There's no way. I'm ever going to not play or be a part of something because somebody else was, So uh, because I didn't like them. So, you know what? It's just one of those deals. We got to bond together, um, and don't we don't accept it. I mean, we're not going to. I'll just tell you right now, I would definitely send you the house long before you'd ever get a chance to uh, – get something uh, out that you wouldn't really want to say. Um, you know, we had a uh, player last year. I almost had to send her to the house for just running off the mouth. And uh, it won't bother me to do it. Um, you know, if you don't like it, keep your mouth shut. That's the way I look. If you don't like it, come to me. We'll talk about it later. Uh, we'll uh, have a discussion about it. And, and uh, 
See who's right? I know I'm going to be right because it's my way or the highway. You know, we're not going to put up with it. Just the bottom line. So um, there's answered all your questions. I, I, I really appreciate y'all sending those in. Uh, I wish more people would send in uh, questions and, and calls. I'd love to have some callers and uh, talk about uh, some football from other areas and sports from other areas just uh, besides around here in the East Coast or East Tennessee. East Tennessee. So I really want to thank every single person for listening to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson and taking your time. Uh, I know we've been going a little longer than we should, and I get going on my soapbox here, and I can't quit. But uh, I really want to thank everybody for listening and uh, J.C. Hawks for doing it for us and uh, everybody that plays on these women's teams. I know you don't get paid. But, man, that don't keep you from, from wanting to be good. And if you're going to be good, you got to show up, be accountable, and be loyal to, loyal to your organization. So uh, thank everybody for listening. And until uh, next Thursday, we'll see you then. Next Tuesday, my buddy, my first Tuesday.